Welcome to the Hero Podcast, hosted by Victor, the Rocket Man Rancor. Here to take your HVAC business and sales to the moon. Shooting live from beautiful Southern California. All right, guys, welcome to the Hero Podcast. This is episode number 13. I'm your host, Victor Rancor. Uh, today, we got an exciting guest on here. This is uh, a friend of mine in the industry. Uh, my name, his name is Brad Rapone. He's own, he owns Trade Wraps. Uh, he's a national trade uh, rap company. Uh, Brad, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Brad Rapone. I'm the owner of Trade Wraps. We do vehicle wraps nationwide. And we really focus on doing stuff for your industry, the trades. Yeah, man. And, you know, obviously, I, I had met you through a friend of mine. And, and I had reached out to you about, obviously, getting some truck wraps done. And, and I was actually kind of surprised because I never, I didn't really know, you know, when I reached out in the beginning that there was only anybody that did uh, truck wraps nationally, right? I thought you just go to your local guy, uh, you have him print, you, you know, he gets the stuff done for you. So kind of touch base on that, man. How did you go from being in one state to now you're spread out nationwide and helping contractors all over the place? Yeah. So, you know, we got to the point where we really focused on providing the best wrap possible. And that's the artist in us, right? And as we started adding, you know, more of that customer service level, we realized that some of our customers were coming to us and they would be telling us that, hey, I got a friend like in Pennsylvania who's struggling with getting either, either it's a quality issue, a speed issue, or a communication issue where someone just isn't available. Um, you know, it's a shame you're not in Pennsylvania because they have a bunch of vehicles and they'd love for someone to come in and just wrap it for them and be their reliable guy. And so that's what started getting us thinking about like, well, maybe we can make that happen. And we started down that path of finding an installer here, servicing people there. And so now we're just bringing to the table, we wanna be that streamlined company for people to get their vehicles on the road as fast as possible and be the reliable guy. So that when you guys get your vehicles done, you know that we're gonna be here, you know, you got color consistency and stuff's going to get done on time every time. Well, you know, as obviously I'm a HVAC business owner myself, and I know one of the first things, you know, when I first started my business, I was trying to find out who to do wraps. Right. Um, and I remember the first time, the first guy I went to first off, he would never answer his phone. Uh, secondly, by the, by the time he finally squeezed me in, I'm like, Hey, I'm like a, I'm a now guy. I want shit yesterday. Yep. And I'd be like, Hey, I need my trucks wrapped. I got, I got to get these trucks on the road. I got guys waiting around. And it would be a week before I can get it in. And then I'd get it in and it would take them three, four, five, six days to get the damn thing done. And that time, I don't know about, you know, most of the other listeners or people on here, like for that amount of time, for me, it, it costs money, right? I can't get my guy on the road. I got a new technician I just hired. He wants to get his truck. Well, I can't even move the truck until it's out of the wrap stop. And then, you know, I'd call them. They're like, oh, we don't come in until 11 o'clock. And, you know, we work <laughs> late at night like this. I'm like, what? The? Like, yeah, we work late, but we don't come in until 11. So by the time they come in every day, I'm just like blowing them up. Like, what the hell's going on? And and so I I went with them in the beginning. And then I switched to another company. My other guy recommended this guy. So I sent him over the truck wraps. He said, cool, I can get it done. I send it in. And it comes back like an orangish color. Like, it's not even though, like, oh, I have a distinct red that we have to put in. This is what we agreed upon. And it came back like an orange color. I almost, I actually ended up selling that car because I couldn't look at it anymore. I was fucking tired of staring at my orange truck. So it was like not brand material. And then finally, I just kept, you know, working my way through wrap companies. And I found that, you know, everybody says they can do a wrap, but it doesn't mean it's going to come out how you want. It's bubbling, having issues, stuff like that. So how have you, you know, been able to kind of control the quality 
also while spreading out because that seems that seems like to be the issue even in our industry right as you the bigger you get the more you spread out the harder it is yeah. to control quality well let me ask you a question too before i get to that one is how much time did you spend like hopping like trying this guy out hopping to another person trying that out hopping to another person trying that one out. how much time and money like did you feel like you lost during that it was a substantial amount. I mean, if you probably added it up, it was probably hundreds of thousands because my truck sitting cost me money, right? And then mm -hmm. you know, my time cost me money, stuff like that. And then you know, when they come back not correct, or the first the first two guys I did the wraps, they were they wouldn't stand behind what they would do, so they'd come back and I got bubbles, and they're like, "Well, I'll, I'll get you when I can." And I'm like, "Well, that doesn't really help my situation, right? I don't want my trucks driving around looking like crap." So my industry is very new, especially compared to like your industry. And so there's a lot, there's a big divide, like it, the rap industry kind of comes from the sign and graphics industry. So you get a lot of sign guys who are vinyl guys and they're great at doing signs. But when it comes to like doing vehicle wraps, it takes a little bit more of a finesse hand. They need to be more of an artist on those things. And a lot of those guys just can't do that. So they just think it's vinyl. It's supposed to stretch in. So they stretch things in prematurely. Um, and they're looking for that usual sign guy mentality, which is like, Hey, you're in front of me now. I'm going to make you a sign. Here it is. Get out. Instead of that long game, which is this vehicle wrap has to last you five years plus right now, whether you keep the vehicle for that long, that's up to you, but it's a long lasting product. And so you can't play a slap and stick game. So for us to answer your question, for us to control quality, um, when we started working nationwide, it's I used to actually fly out and meet the installer that we would hire to do the job. And I would play this whole undercover boss thing. Um, and I would like sit in your bay and I would wear your T-shirt and watch them rap because there's so many things that could go wrong just from the guy showing up before he even starts supplying the vinyl. You know, did he clean it properly? That type of stuff. And there's plenty of times where I kicked people off the jobs before they even got started. And that's how I would go and I would interview these guys. And over the years, I've created a great network of people that we trust. And even today, we're always adding and removing people from our nationwide list of installers. But we control all the printing and the quality here as far as color management's concerned. We control that here at our shop. We're located up here near D.C. Um, we do help with all the designing process and everything if you need that. And then we print and ship. And then we schedule the installer for you that's usually installed at your bay. Nice. So as soon as it's done and they're done, you can get a guy right in the truck and get him. Well, that's that's a whole nother thing, right? So normally you go to order a truck wrap. They, they said, okay, come in, send, send your truck in, right? Send your truck in. And once your truck gets in, we'll start printing it. And then once we print it, then we'll, we'll get to work to try to, to try to, uh, to try to get it done right and most mm -hmm. of the time it takes them a couple of days then you gotta you, they won't even deliver it for you so you got to send another driver out you got to send a driver to drop off the car then you got to send another driver to pick up the damn car so yeah you know that's more lost time lost money stuff like that so i mean the fact that you guys come to the come to their shop actually do the wraps right there they can watch you get it done they can watch you know you watch the progress and stuff like that it, it seems Seems to me like that would be the way to do it, but obviously, you know, it's it's kind of hard to control it, you know, when you're out in the field. But right? I think that's that's one of the variable things is, as a owner on your side, how do you control it when they're in the field? Right, the conditions might not be the same as in your shop, stuff like that. So, what is what is your thoughts behind that? Like, what if I'm in like, 
Minnesota or something where it's cold and now we're doing a wrap inside of my trip my shop that's not that that's not that warm you know oh we do stuff in Minnesota we do stuff in Wisconsin and it gets really cold there um so we act we have certain requirements for us to work in your shop um and you have to be able to provide you know if it's really cold you have to be able to heat your shop for our installers to show up because they if if it's it's not that our installer is going to get too cold or too hot it's more about the warranty that you get with it. If the vinyl is installed at too cold of a temperature, it doesn't adhere properly and it could crack or it just doesn't even stick. And then you start putting that vehicle on the road and it starts to fall off. And then you're going to call me and you're going to be upset. Yeah. We have, all, we have a lot of logistical stuffs that we have to go through at the beginning of everything before we actually get out to you. But there's been plenty of times where we have, depending on the amount of vehicles you have to do at one time, we might even send our own personal crew out. Um, like I think our guys are getting ready to, in the next couple of weeks here, they're getting ready to go to Chicago for a guy named Goody Plumbing, I guess is his name. Nice. I wanted to say thank you guys so much for tuning into the Hero Podcast. Right now, we have a big announcement. Tickets to the Service Hero 10X events are officially on sale. The best part is now until February 1st, you can save up to $500 per ticket. You won't want to miss the event of the year, and we expect this thing to be sold out fast. So right now, general admission is only $14.95, and VIP is only $24.95. VIP includes one-on-one with all speakers and access to our amazing after parties. So if I was you, I'd rush to go get your tickets right away. You can reach me or DM me today and get your ticket to get you signed up. And we cannot wait to see you in Las Vegas. Goody. Yeah. Goody. That's, that's a goody. Yeah. So we got a little present from here too, that they're going to get. So that's cool too. So every time somebody gets a truck wrap from you, they get one of those or what's, uh, what's the deal behind that? Just about. Yeah. We give these out as free gifts. And some people will come back and buy more of them. It's a good, it's a good thing to put on your desk, right? Yeah. So, okay. So circle back now, all this, you're, you guys are about 12 years into business now. Mm-hmm. When you started out, I mean, obviously truck wraps weren't as big then as they are now, I would imagine. And especially not even just truck wraps. Like now you got, you know, people wrapping their Lamborghinis and wrapping their, their, <laughs> their regular vehicles. Right. So yeah. how, how has that kind of changed? Right. Cause I know that the materials have probably gotten better. The quality's gotten better. The printing, all that stuff has probably changed. How how is it? How do you think your industry changed since when you guys started? Oh, it's gotten a lot easier. That's for sure. I remember when I first was trying to sell people vehicle wraps. Um, vehicle wraps really weren't like a popular thing, um, and at the time, the material was so expensive, and there wasn't enough fluctuation that it would take me like forty five minutes just to convince you to get a wrap done, and then I had to convince you to use me. So I had a lot of people that just weren't sold on it because they're like, well, I'm going to get rid of the truck anyways. Why spend that enough money? But now through marketing and your industry, it's kind of like an industry standard at this point. You're not going to be able to compete in your industry unless you really have a great design and a wrap on your vehicles. I mean, I feel like it goes back to in your industry where people were had the blank vans and then lettering came out and then two color lettering came out and then fancy drop shadows came out you know oh you can't compete unless you have two colors and a drop shadow on your on your vehicle and then it was full color you know so now it's wraps it's like it's just the the thing keeps going up um 
the bar keeps well, getting wrote. Well, I mean, you know, obviously when I first started my business, we did, we did like lettering and stuff like that. And, and I remember I still paid a good amount of money just to get the lettering done. And then obviously switching to a truck wrap, just, it just the overall, the feel, right. When you're, you know, I always, you know, as a business owner, I always try to put myself in the shoes of a customer, right. A consumer, how does it make them feel right? If I show up in a, if I show up in a, in a, a van with some, with the blank van, that's not going to be good. Show up in a van with lettering, eh, it's okay, but it's still, you can tell that that's not a premium cuss company and not a premium product, right? Mm -hmm. Like now, obviously, you know, ever since Dan redid my truck wrap and people, when I show up in my trucks, like people think, they legitimately think that we're either a franchise or we're yeah. you know, a hundred million dollar business, right? They automatically off the bat, like everybody, even my own neighbors, they're like, oh, did you, do you own that franchise? I was like, it's not a franchise. I started the business a couple of years ago, right? So a lot of people are kind of blown away and and just the truck wrap itself, like having a proper branded truck, truck wrap on the road, people just assume that you're bigger than you are. Cause there's even companies yeah. near, there's companies near me that Dan did some wraps on them. They got like three trucks. Like they're not a massive company, but when you see them, you're going to always see that van no matter what. So it's always going to make in your head like that company's bigger because you keep seeing that van because it stands out. So, I mean, it's, I think that, you know, one of the best things you can do in your business is the truck wrap, like making sure you dial that in, dial in your brand, but make sure it's done right because I've had truck wraps. You know, I worked at a company that they had truck wraps done. Well, they're all, the hoods are always peeling. Like they always just mm -hmm. look like shit and they're only a couple years old. I'm like, dude, First off, if I get a bubble on my wrap, you're going to get a phone call tomorrow like, hey, we got to get this thing fixed, right? So if you got a customer, say, in Timbuktu, and they call and they said, hey, Brad, I got a bubble in my wrap, how do you guys handle that kind of situation? Well, like a great company we are striving to be, we're going to turn around and say, well, first off, we're completely sorry. Send us some photos so we can see what we're looking at because sometimes we want to determine like, is this something that could be a warranty issue? Because we have all of our, we have every certification under the sun for 3M and we use all 3M products. And so you're entitled to what's called a 3M MCS warranty for using us. And so we look at it real quick to see if like, was this a warranty claim that we can file for you? Or is this something that was an installation error that we need to get back in contact with the customer, with the installer or was this like, hey, you had a pressure washer and you got it way too close to the vehicle and you started spraying off the graphics off your vehicle? So we determine that first and then we go through the motions to get an action plan for you and get it resolved where other people might run away from it because they don't want to deal with the problems. Well, yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is the, the relationship, right? Like if I'm going to go, cause someone might be able to do a wrap. They, Oh my God, this guy's $200 cheaper than Brad. Right. So his mm -hmm. wraps are $200 cheaper. I'm going with, I'm going to save the $200. Right. And it's, it's always the same thing as like when I go give an HVAC estimate, yeah. this guy's systems, this 2000, $3,000 less than yours. And you're doing the same system. I said, Mrs. Smith, I understand it looks like this is the same system, but it's not right. It, it's, it's all about, you're not paying for the for the equipment you're paying for the service right and if right. the service isn't there you're gonna have nothing but issues i would be i would much rather pay thirty two hundred dollars for a guarantee than twenty eight hundred dollars for a crap shoot and that's how i always look at things right so as far as you know and, and for you you guys stay you guys are competitively priced already for your industry like so how were you able to keep the price competitive but also having to you know get guys out in other states stuff like that how do you how do you make that happen well, it's definitely a challenge, but, you know, we have a great relationship with 3M, so we have some buying power there, but there's definitely places like our prices are our price. So if you like walked into our shop, it's the same price as if you're going to be in L.A. So 
it's one of those things where I go to trade shows a lot and I'll have some people tell me like, oh my gosh, you're a thousand dollars higher than my guy who does my vehicles. And then I'll have this, another person walk right up to me afterwards and say, oh my gosh, you're a thousand dollars less than the guy that's in my shop. So we maintain like, again, what's what works for us and what allows us to give you that best service possible because we want to get you on the road focusing on your business to help you grow because we we're here today because we built relationships. Yeah. You no, know, and- we focus on that residual with you and we keep you happy because the more you grow, the more vehicles you're going to buy. Well, imagine imagine being imagine being the first rap guy I go to, right? And I say, "Hey dude, I got I got 15 trucks now. I'm going to have 60 trucks, 70 trucks in the next in the next year, right?" Yeah. And the guy just still didn't want to prioritize it. He didn't want to he didn't he didn't want to put me like he didn't want to give a fuck. And I'm like, dude, I'm literally going to give you, I don't know what, I think I spent 30, over $3,000 per wrap and I've wrapped 70 trucks, right? Mm-hmm. That's 200 and some thousand dollars right there that the guy would have had the opportunity to get, but he only got the money off of one truck because he didn't want to bother with the customer service side. He couldn't get it done fast enough and he couldn't, the quality wasn't there. And then obviously the service sucked. So, I mean, it was like, okay, so I would, if I'm, if I'm in his shoes, I'm like, I'm just like, you know, I always think now, right. As a business owner, you go places and you're like, dude, if I owned your business, I would kick your fucking ass. I would be able, I can, I don't even know your yeah. industry. I don't know you, but I can do your business better than you. Right. And that's the kind of stuff that starts to, to wear you down, especially, you know, I've always been like that because I was in sales. Right. And I was in customer service. And when you just see, like, when you know, you bring a certain level of customer service and you go out somewhere and you're like, dude, just try a little bit. Like, just try like pretend to care. Like just fucking yeah. pretend. I know you don't give a fuck. Just pretend for like a half a second that you give a shit about what I'm saying. Cause this guy lost out on 200 and some thousand dollars, which is a lot of money to a small shop, right? It was a small wrap shop. What's $210,000 in a year to them is a lot of fucking money. Well, like I was telling you, our industry is very like new compared to like your industry. And I think it was what the E-Myth where they talk about you being the artist, right? Um, My industry is like, it's like a double plague, right? It's like we we have everything stacked against us because we are artists that are applying stuff to the vehicle. And so what a lot of people in my industry don't understand is that we have to fall out of love of being the artist and out of love with our art and fall more in love with what our customers want. And we can still make a great product. There's no doubt about that. But if we can't focus on what you guys need and how to deliver that to you, we're always going to focus on our art and we'll fail you every time. I mean, it's, it's like anything else, right? We, I always like this, like for my business, right. It's always about the customer, the customer comes first. I post, I made a post earlier. It was like, you know, reputation before revenues, right? Because at the end of the day, if I don't, if I don't take care of the customer, I'm not going to have future customers, right? Every, you got to look at every, every customer, every person you interact with as a possibility of, you know, probably 10 more deals, right? Mm-hmm. So if I treat everybody like they're going to give me 10 free deals, then you start changing your mindset on how you communicate with people and how you deal with people. But when you're only thinking about the one, the one transaction, right? A single transaction. Like I even, there was a, there's another sales trainer in, in my industry, right? And he would rather get a hundred thousand dollars today than $500,000 over the life of him. Yeah. He would rather bur- he would rather get that money now and then they're never going to call him back again. And then whether I'm the opposite, I'm like, you don't want to be your trainer for the next 10, 15, 20 years. And over that time, I'm going to, I'm going to earn your trust and we're going to, we're going to be happy money spent, right? Rather than just right now, I'm going to go break your bank and take all your money. And that's, that's one of the things that I, I can't stand is like, 
how do you, as a business, if you want to have a long-term viability, you have to have, you have to lead with the fact that every customer is going to multiply by 10. And if you don't do of that, course. you're going to fail miserably. So, so now, so you guys were, you guys are 12 years old after year one, you know, we're year one, two, when, when did you guys decide to say, Hey, we got something here. We got something that I feel like I can scale because, you know, having a business is one thing, running a successful business is another, but scaling it to a mass, mass amount of people or scale, like you're trying to do, what was going through your thought process at that point? And, and then what was, what, how did your business change as far as your, you know, at, at that point, how did you have to grow as far as a business? You had to add more people or what'd you have to do? Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because when you, when you say that we always, I always had the vision, right? We always wanted to grow larger than what we are. And we wanted to reach more people, especially when we found out that we could change, focus on, you know, our customer base and make those relationships and have that impact with people. We wanted to do that more and more and more and more. But we found to help us scale what we were lacking a long time ago, of course. I'm a student of business, just like everybody, right? We're the people, just like you, I'm sure. It wasn't about adding more people. It was about adding quality people. 100%. And, you know, we do a lot of work nationwide. Um, we have a lot of hardworking people that work for us. But we're actually a relatively small shop. We're probably less than nine people deep right now. And we do work nationwide. Um, I have like two or three printers in my in my print department. Uh, but really, putting in quality people over quantity has really changed the way that we approach everything. Well, and and that could be said in any industry, any trade, mm -hmm. right? So I talk, I communicate to people. I talk to people all the time, right? And I still remember this story. And I was, I went up to a friend of mine's uh, his facility up in in uh, in Central California, right? And I went there for I went there to just go meet him. I wanted to meet his staff, and I, and I kind of hung out. And he asked me, he said, "Hey." can you run a morning meeting for me? Right. And I said, okay, yeah, I'll run a training for you. I don't mind. I'm already here. So I started talking to his guys and I got, I got seven dudes that were just like laser focused. Right. And yeah, I got one guy, I got one guy that just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. So I got done with the meeting and I'm just like, okay, cool. Everybody, everybody's excited. Besides for that guy, I said, I walked in and I said, Hey dude, you need to fire that guy. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I bet I have like, I've never seen his fucking numbers. I don't know nothing about the dude. That guy's a cancer. Get him the fuck out of your business. Yeah. Well, no, no, I need him. I said, pull the numbers, pull the numbers. Absolute fucking worst guy. I said, dude, you don't need him. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't cut him. Right. So he goes another six months and finally he calls me and say, dude, I finally fired that guy. I said, so you took six months to fire a guy that should have been fired fucking a year ago. So yeah. what, what's the thought behind us? Like, it's like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I would much rather have, you know, and I tell my guys all the time, I would much rather have 10 lions than a fucking hundred sheep, right? Mm -hmm. If I could have 10 lions, 10, 10 guys that are consistently closing, doing what needs to be done, following the process, doing all this shit, I would take that over a hundred fucking guys that want to do it their way, don't want to follow through, don't care about the company, shit like that. So I do think that's powerful. And guys that are listening to this, I had a, I had a business coaching training about a month ago. And I said, Hey, look, if you ever walk into your business and you don't feel like that guy should be here or he ever, you ever feel like, man, I don't even want to be at work around that guy. I don't want like any of that shit. Just fucking cut him. The second you cut that guy, your business is going to grow, right? Cause you, you're like, you, it's almost, you become a prisoner to your own employees. Have you ever felt like that? Or is that you've all, you've never really had a problem because you kind of hire the right people. Oh, I've definitely not hired the right people back in the beginning. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you that I'm some guru here. I've had to learn the hard way. 
Oh yeah. Um, and I, and it's funny because once you figure that out, exactly what you said is hundred percent true, but once you figure that out, things change and things change fast. Like yeah. where before we would struggle in certain areas that were just a consistent daily problem, inserting the right person and giving them the proper training um, really just takes care of all that. And you as the business owner or even the manager is just like, oh, what a breath of fresh air. Like, this yeah. is amazing. We need to do more of this. And I think it was, yeah. uh, you know, whole, having somebody like a cancerous person that's holding your team back is an easy way to push out your A players or your top performers because they just don't want to be around somebody who's pulling them down. And I heard somebody say one time, wild horses want to run with wild horses. Yeah. And so if you got a one wild horse running with a bunch of ponies. You know, and, and I've been there. I, so I went, you know, I went from a, when I first left, the first job I had in HVAC, I left service champions and I went to the next company. Mm-hmm. I got to experience that because I was in the other place, dude, there was a room full of fucking lions and we were all feeding off each other. We were all pushing yeah. each other. We were all getting each other better. And all of a sudden I left there and I went to this business where they didn't give a fuck about nothing, dude, nothing. And I'm like, and I'm over here like every day I'm like, I'm going for, fi- I want to hit a $500,000 month. I want this or like, you have goals. I'm like, yeah, bro. Whoa, I'm here to, bro, I'm here to make, I'm here to make some fucking money. Like I don't, yeah. I don't leave my house without money. Right. Like, so I've had this, I went from that environment to this environment and the whole time I was there. I'm like, dude, I wouldn't hire fucking one of you, not one of you in this building, but I hire if I was to start a business tomorrow. Right. And, well, and that was sports teams, right? Yeah. Like, you no, know, exactly. if you're a peak performer on a sports team, you want to go play for another group of guys that are also peak performers, right? Because that's your best chances to achieve as a team what you guys are all trying to achieve. Well, it's like, you know, everybody wants to go play with Tom Brady. Ain't nobody lining up to play with Baker Mayfield. You know what I mean? It's it's the same shit. Yeah. It's it's like, hey, if you got that that leader there, they want to be part of it. So it's the same thing when you guys are set up your organization. And I always suggest to always have your, your org chart in front of you, right? The more you have your org chart in front of you, the more you're going to pay attention to it. You're going to think like, do I really need that dude? Do I really need, I'm telling you that it's powerful. Like if you look at it, I look at mine all the time and I'm just like, can that guy do his job? If I paid him a little bit more, I'll pay a little bit more. We could probably cut that fucking dude out. Right. So I try to run my business as lean as possible. So I always suggest like, if you guys are a business owner right now and you guys got a large business, just put your entire org chart on the fucking wall in front of you. And you start realizing that a lot of those people just don't belong. And if you even have, I'm telling you a split second thought, like, eh, I don't know about that guy. Just fucking cut him, dude. You'll find it. I promise you, you'll find somebody else. Everybody has a scarcity mindset. I'll never be able to replace him. I don't know what I'm going to do without him. Dude, you know what you're going to do without him? Your business is going to fucking grow. So if you have that one person, I'm telling you, a split second thought. If you even think one second, like, ah, man, it's just can't stand being around this guy. I don't, you know, I just wish he wasn't here. Just cut him, dude. And, and the faster you do it, the, the more you can breathe and you feel more comfortable inside your own business and you can start leading the way you need to lead. And I have a, I'm more of an emotional person. I get attached to people when I bring them on. And I'm I have this, way. I have this, uh, this thing on my wall back here. I call it my employee quadrant and it's a good old quadrant. And on one side it's performance and the other side is culture. So I use that to determine whether someone should be here or not. You know, like low performer, low culture, get rid of immediately. High performer, low culture, they either need to learn to fit in or get rid of immediately. Because even if they're a peak performer for you and they're ruining your culture. Well, that's the same thing with me. I had a, in about March or April this last year, I had a, I had a $4 million a year sales guy. He was pacing for over $4 million. Yeah. But- 
every he would get in our he would he would get in arguments with my call center and my dispatch. Mm-hmm. He would get he you know he would at middle of the night he would send threatening text messages to other employees, oh, and yeah. I just kept pushing it under the rug. And then he would stop. He wouldn't show up to meetings on time. And I dude, I'm just like, please just show up to this meeting on time because it's embarrassing, right? Because you start once you have a meeting and everybody else is on time and there's one guy's always late. What is that sending that message to the rest of the guys? Like, hey, if I'm a performer, I can do whatever I want, right? And most guys, right? Most guys in my industry or anywhere, right? If they, they got a four million dollar guy, they ain't letting him go. Yeah. And and I said, fucking fire his ass, dude. And everybody's like, really? We're gonna fire him? I'm like, yeah, we are gonna have to fire him because that's what happens when you can't fall in line because the business is never gonna move forward with people that are not part of the team and part of the business that want to be part of the culture. And all it is, if it starts beating it down, the second he was gone everybody realized that I'm not fucking around no more. We ain't fucking mm-hmm. around. We're here to do what needs to be done the right way every single time. And if you guys aren't in line, you guys aren't part of it and you won't, you won't be here. And I will find somebody else. There's always somebody else. I'll walk in the door. Right. There's somebody else that will still be a peak performer and also fit in with your culture that you don't have to be like, Hey, please show up to a meeting. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Always. So, so, Okay, so now you got you got this business. You're a couple of years in. You start you start expanding. You start you start expanding nationwide. Expanding nationwide sounds cute, but how have you been able to obviously get customers and and drive out, push out your name, and get people to know who you are? Because you know, just because I say I want to go, I'm going to be a national fucking rap guy. <laughs> doesn't mean I didn't get to become a national rap guy. You have to create these connections, and, and then also you have to figure out how to get customers. So how how have you been able to uh, attract customers to trade raps over the last twelve years? The main way we've been able to attract customers is referrals. Um, people start referring us to other people, especially when we tell them that we do work nationwide. Um, we go to a lot of your industry trade shows. We meet people there. And even then, people are still very skeptical. Like, well, why would I use you? I got a guy in my backyard that I use. And that's when we have to go down the, you know, the path of, well, what's he do really good at? Is he, the, is he have a great price? Is he really fast? Is he able to have consistency and color and getting your vehicles on the road? And usually within there, within those four things, there's usually at least one or more things that they're lacking. And we just always give people an incentive to start to use us. And we also have been making partnerships with people. Like in this case, we made a partnership with you to uh, bring our services and our expertise and that streamlined process to your groups. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things everyone always looks at a truck wrap, right. As a, as a, as an expense, like that, it, no matter who you go with, it's going to be the same. Right. So it's yeah. one of the things I will stress that the quality does matter. Right. Because if you guys are going to invest money, especially the smaller guys, it's always the smaller guys or whatever they want to cut that, cut that cost, or it's even some of the big guys. Right. But yeah. they want to cut the, the upfront costs, but they don't realize the ramifications down the line when, when things start cracking bubbles, things start happening, all the problems with the wraps, and then they start looking like shit and there's no one there to help them. Then did you really save any money? All you did is end up costing yourself more money because now you got to replace that wrap in two years rather than waiting, you know, waiting five years or when you ever have to change out the truck. Well, and I always tell people too, like in your industry, like if that van wrap's going to cost you, say like around $3,000, right? How many, how, how many jobs does that vehicle need to sell you before it's paid for? Yeah. And that's, and it's really not very many, one, maybe two. Right. And, and then you know, after that, it's all well, profit. I always look at, I look at this, right. So obviously I deal a lot with Dan and Dan's done, you know, I own a, I own, you know, multiple businesses around the country and Dan's done a lot of the truck wraps for him. Right. 
And, you know, Dan, Dan doesn't charge. I think he should charge more, to be honest. I just, you know, I told Dan, I talked to Dan all the time. Just said, just charge more, dude. Cause you're, he's booked out like three or four months. I'm like, just charge more. Who cares? Yeah. You know, it's worth it because you look at it this, like I, you know, I just, you got a billboard, right? A billboard out on my, on the freeway in front of my shop is $7,500 a month minimum. Okay. So you got one billboard standing still and that's 7,500 bucks. Okay. Well, I can get two trucks wraps for, for under seven grand or whatever, around $7,000. Those are going to drive around everywhere and people are going to see yeah. them everywhere they go. So which one has more value, right? My 50 trucks that are wrapped on the road or one, one billboard. And it's going to be the 50, 50 trucks. Cause they're going to see that all over the place. Like why buy billboards when I got driving billboards everywhere, even though my guys drive like assholes sometimes. And sometimes it's not good to be a driving billboard because it's actually me driving like an asshole. But <laughs> <laughs> well, marketing in general, if it's done correctly and it's the right type of marketing, it's cheap, right? It shouldn't cost you anything. Yeah, no, exactly. If it's done right, you know, obviously you always track ROI, but I mean, on a truck wrap, it's over the life, over a five-year period, that truck is going to pay more than pay for itself. And, right. and $40 other, a month. $40. And, and as long as it's done right, it's going to last that period of time. So you're already low. It's going to make you the money back and it's going to last. I don't have to have any issues. And if I do, guess what? I'm going to call Brad. And <laughs> if Brad doesn't answer, I'm going to call Victor. And Victor's going to come over there and, and wake up Brad. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, so yeah, man. So obviously, you know, when I reached out to you, obviously I'm, I was looking for a partner for, for all my, all the guys inside of this group. Right. I was like, Hey, I got, I got this group and I want to be able to give them discounts and I want to be able to go. Anybody that knows me, I don't put my name behind anything unless it's quality. Right. If, it, if I don't believe that guy's going to do a good job or whatever it is, like I've had, I get people all the time that are like, Hey, can you push my product? Can you do this? I say, no, I won't do it. Cause I know it's not, it does, it's not, they're not going to back me up. I need people to back me up. So one of the things that I reached right. out to you is obviously making sure the quality was there. I actually talked to, you know, talked to more people that have used you before and stuff like that. And I just wanted to make sure that that partnership made sense. But then I also wanted to make sure that there was a way to get my group a discount, right? Like how do I, I got to make sure if I'm bringing, I'm going to bring you to my people that we're going to get you the best, get the best possible price. So obviously, you know, Brad is, you know, uh, nice enough, I guess, kind enough to say, Hey, look, <laughs> anybody, anybody that knows Victor or whatever is in his, in his Facebook group or whatever is going to get 5% off of the truck wraps. So his, his wraps are already, already priced very fair. Uh, but now if you mention my name or, or hero or whatever you want to mention to Brad, he'll be able to, he'll be able to save you 5% off of whatever truck wrap you want to get. Uh, do you want to kind of explain to them what the process is like, uh, signing up or getting the wrap done from the start to finish? How does that work through? Yeah. So the first time that you work with us is probably going to be the longest period of time you work with us. And that's just because we do a lot of preliminary stuff up front to ensure that we streamline the process moving forward. So we do things like, you know, do you need a design done or do you already have one done? If you do have a needed design done, we take care of that for you. You've already had one done. Cool. But no matter what, even if you already have your vehicles wrapped and you're and you have a design done, we're going to send you out a color proof, which is where we print on our printers um, on the actual vinyl and send it out to you for you to sign off so that you can make sure that the blue is the right color blue for you. And you're not like that looks purple or that looks red or that looks too blue or baby blue or whatever blue it is. Um, so that's usually takes, you know, you know, there's some time in there that that takes just setting up everything. But after that, the process is, hey, send me over some pictures of the vehicles that you're getting. We send you out a document to sign. You sign it, sign off on some art stuff just to show the placement. We print. If you're local, you come on in for us to wrap it. We ship it out. If you're not local, 
and we start to schedule the installer to show up there. So you're probably looking about your first time working with us is probably a three week process from start to finish. Um, but the vehicles are only off the road for one day to be installed. But after that, the streamlined process uh, coming in there, we're looking about for us to produce the graphics, ship them out, line up an installer for you. It's probably around like a one to two week process. But again, your vehicle's only off the road for one or two days. And that's important for me, right? So normally if I drop a truck truck off, I got to I gotta get a driver, get it over there. So that costs me money. Then I got to drop it off for at least three to four days minimum. Then right. get another driver to go pick it up. So by the time it gets back, it's usually a week of week of the truck being gone. So that's important. So, Well, because some guys like to play with the graphics when they get them and print them when the vehicle shows up. We do. The, we're, I always say we're wrap guys that do wraps. We're not sign guys that are trying to do wraps. So we know the vehicles that you guys are using. We know them very well. We have templates that we've altered. So we make sure that things aren't going through door handles or into lights or into wheel wells. And we produce the graphics prior to you either showing up to our shop or either prior to an installer showing up to your shop. So where you would have to drop it off with somebody else and they would then print your graphics after seeing the vehicle there. We're already ahead of the game with that. Yeah, that makes sense. I know that, you know, mine is like, send me photos, send me this. And I'm like, dude, just, I already told you, it's the same fucking truck I sent you last time. Just print the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. Well, you know, obviously, you know, me and you have been talking back and forth. I wanted to get you on. I wanted to introduce you to obviously to my, to my, you know, people that are listening to the podcast, people that are inside of my group, understand who Brad is, understand who trade wraps is. I know I made a post about it, uh, but if you guys are looking to get truck wraps done, he's going to give you a fair price. He's going to be able to come to your shop, get it done within a day or so. And you guys are going to save, you're going to save 5% off of his price just because you guys are hero. You guys are part of my uh, home service heroes group or part of my hero contractors network. So if you guys are interested, uh, how do they reach out to you, Brad? Um, they can either call the shop directly, which is uh, 703-659-6200, or they can send an email to myself, which is brapone, B-R-A-P-O-N-E, at tradewraps.com. And we'll get you rocking and rolling. Cool, man. Well, like I said, I've been, been wanting to have you on. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. I think you, I'm going to see you probably in a couple of weeks. You're going to be on Vegas. Oh, yeah. I'll be on Vegas. I'll actually probably be out in California here soon. And I'll probably pop down and see you there. You got to bring me one of them trucks, though. That's the only rule, bro. Oh, I will. I'll bring you, you, I'll bring you one of these nice little, little goodies here for you. Cool, man. With your so stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna. So, if you guys are looking to get trade or truck wraps done or vehicle wraps or whatever it is, make sure to reach out to Brad. He's the man. He'll be able to take care of you. Brad, thanks for being on the Hero Podcast. It was always it's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Let me know. Uh, let me know if you need anything from me. Uh, obviously, like I said, mention my name. He'll take care of you guys. He'll get your stuff done. So, Brad, have a good day, man. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.